Hello, my friends, beautiful, wonderful, talented people. In today's episode, I want to share with you a perspective that I hope will change the way that you think about flowers and the role that they play in your life. I know that many of you came into the flower world because you felt a connection to flowers. And maybe you feel such a strong connection that you feel that flowers are, in a way, your identity. But the truth is, flowers are not your identity. And throughout this episode, I want you to not only recognize this, but perhaps to shift your mindset to see flowers as not who you are, but as a vessel for sharing who you are. And if necessary, perhaps even a vessel for discovering who you truly are and how much you have to give. I want to invite you to think back to when you first fell in love with flowers. Something led you to pick up flowers one day and say, this is what I want to do with my life. And sometimes as we're going through life, we fall in love with something an idea or a process or a ritual or something we do for work or maybe a person we meet or something we learn in school that changes our way of thinking and we want to further explore that path. Whatever it is, something captures our attention and we become invested in it. But sometimes we allow that thing to sort of become our identity We attach ourselves to that thing and kind of makes us feel this greater sense of purpose. And in a world where everyone is doing their own different thing, focused on the things that are familiar to them, flowers have become most familiar to you and you've become connected to flowers. And in a way, this feels like this is who I am. This is who I've chosen to be. And in the world you came out of where you once knew nothing about flowers, at the beginning, this feels special. It feels different. It feels refreshing and inspiring. You're thinking, this could be my thing. This could be my purpose. This could be my identity. And as you get deeper into the flower world, you begin to notice the vast world that it is. And all of a sudden, you are inside this bubble where everyone in that world has chosen flowers, same as you. And there's a beauty to that, being a part of this group of people where everyone shares the same passion as you, being able to learn from one another and inspire one another. And if your reason for getting into flowers was just purely for enjoyment then this would be purely a positive thing to be surrounded in this community. But if your reason for getting into flowers was to have a business, it poses a sort of conflict. In order to have a lasting and fruitful business, you need a customer base. And just as you're beginning to go all in on this business, when the next step is for you to start building out that customer base, All of a sudden, you've stepped into this world and now you've got a front row seat to all of your competition. So here you are, new to flowers. You decided to take this leap and go all in. You're ready and inspired and motivated. And then you have this moment of, okay, 
How am I going to get customers? How am I going to stand out? And this is the challenge. Outside of the flower world, flowers are the thing that made you special, that made you different, that gave you purpose. But inside the flower world, flowers can't be the thing that make you special. Because when it comes to your competition, this is the thing that makes you all the same. And so there's this shift that has to happen because while what inspired you to get into the flower world was the beauty of flowers and the artistry and the creativity and the connection to nature and all of these things, it's likely that your competitors have a very similar story with some nuances, of course, but still a very similar story of what drew them to this world. And so it can be very tricky when telling your story to your potential customers to find a means of standing out. And so what is the thing that sets your business apart from all of the rest? It's you. You are what sets your business apart from other businesses and from the sea of other florists out there. I think back to when I was getting into this business and I was building out my website and my social media profile and I was typing out my bio and I wanted to think about the parts of my story that would build that connection with my audience. And I was thinking about what I loved about flowers and why I got into flowers. And it's nice for people to know those things. But when it comes to standing out from the crowd of your competition, there has to be more than that. There's only so many styles and so many approaches to floral design, and it's great to have a unique approach. And it's even more great to learn how to express that in beautiful and compelling language. But that still isn't always going to be enough. And I've always struggled with this. And so what is the answer to this? And I've found that sometimes the answer is thinking outside the flower bubble because your customers who are coming to you, yes, they are looking for florals. And yes, they love stepping into this beautiful window into the natural world, but they're also human beings. And they also have other interests that go beyond that. And all of those other things are possibilities for you to make a connection. So today I'd like to challenge you by inviting you to take a series of steps that are going to help set you on a path to discovering the freedom and the fulfillment and the abundance of beautiful opportunities that come with figuring out those special things that make you who you are and channeling those beautiful qualities into your brand to build a community of loyal customers who are true fans of not just your flowers, but of you. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hey, creative business owner, I'm Sarah Wahab, wedding floral designer, business educator, and your go-to source for turning creative dreams into profits that lead to a life of abundance. A decade ago, I embarked on my creative business journey just like you, and today I'm on a mission to share with you all the valuable strategies I've learned along the way. 
Whether you're navigating the early stages of entrepreneurship or a seasoned pro seeking savvy systems to reclaim your time and take your business to the next level, I know you'll find value and practical solutions here. And hey, amidst all of the CEO hustle, let's not forget to enjoy life in the process. This is a work smarter, not harder kind of podcast. Sound good? Grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy spot, and be prepared to be inspired and motivated on this episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little dance party. So today I'm going to share with you three steps you can take right now to begin experiencing more connection, more impact, and more alignment in your business experience. And by the end of this episode, if this feels like something that you want to try, then I invite you to follow these steps in the coming days and see how it changes your experience. If it doesn't sound like something that you want to do, then maybe this method is not a fit for you and that is perfectly okay. However, this is an approach that I myself came across early on in my business that I decided to implement to give a more human aspect to my brand. And for me, the benefits have been wonderful. So I wanted to share this opportunity and this approach with you. So when someone asks me, Sarah, how do I stand out and how do I find more aligned clients? Not just more clients, but clients that I feel are aligned with my brand and what I have to offer. Here's where I would start. And so the first step is sharing your story. Something that was brought to my attention early on in my business is that people don't buy from businesses. People buy from people. And while I was not completely sold on this at first, I have come to find that there's so much truth to this statement. People love human connection when making a purchase. Think about if you are shopping in a small business. What is to make you buy something from a small, independently owned business over a large chain store? It's because of the people, and it's because of the story behind it. If I know the story behind a brand or a business, I'm that much more invested and compelled to buy. That human component can be very powerful. When I click on an Instagram page of one of my florist followers, the first thing I always look for is a face and a name. And if I don't see that, and if I just see floral arrangements, it's far less memorable. And unless that person's work is truly groundbreaking or so unique and unlike anything I've ever seen before, if I'm not particularly moved by their work, there's nothing really that sets them apart. And so if that's the case, If I'm that person's customer, the only two reasons I would buy from that person are if they are the only florist that I know of in my town, making this an easy decision, or if they have the best price. And I think that a lot of us as florists experience this in our industry. I see it being expressed on social media. It's like, I can't close these sales because... All of my clients keep going with somebody cheaper. And when you feel that pressure, 
usually it's an indicator that your customer doesn't see a strong enough or compelling enough distinction between your work and somebody else's. And even if you know the value that you've put into your business, your customer can't see that. And that's just the truth if this is what you're experiencing. So then we put this pressure on ourselves to try and find this groundbreaking new style or try to reinvent ourselves so that we can stand out to our customers visually, right? We think that we need to have this visual distinction from our competitors in order to be able to close more sales. But if I am a potential customer and I can see a person behind one of these brands, if I can see a part of their story or some kind of words or messaging that I really feel connected to, that alone could be enough of a reason for me to hire them over the next person, even if there is maybe a more affordable option. So let's just say that you wanted to try and take more of this approach. What would that look like? What would sharing your story with your customers look like? Well, let's start with Instagram because I feel like social media is where we do a lot of our face-to-face with our customers. Number one would be an introduction that is either a headshot of you or a photo of you working with flowers where you describe your unique story in the caption or in maybe a carousel post format, some kind of a post where you are introducing yourself. Like I said, this is something that I look for when I come on different business owners' pages. And not just because I am a sort of business coach and I like to see this on the pages of florists who are learning from me, but also as a consumer. If I'm looking up businesses, I like to know who it is behind the business that I am dealing with or that I'm buying from. So what parts of your story should you include? Things like your background, where you're from and what led you to flowers, the why behind your business, what inspires you or motivates you or what impact you're hoping to make through your business, and maybe a fun fact about yourself. Why share these things? Each of these things are possible connection points. Each thing that you share about yourself or your history or a fun fact about you is creating an opportunity for an audience member to connect with you. They may see something that they relate to, and this is how you can build Begin to build know, like, and trust with your audience. So I used to post one of these about me types of posts about once a month so that there was always a post of me that was easy to find whenever someone new came onto my profile. But now you have the ability to pin posts to the top of your feed so that they always show up as one of the first posts on your grid. And so you can do this by tapping the three dots in the top right-hand corner of a post and tapping on pin to profile. So this way you can pin your about me post to the top of your profile and anytime someone new comes across your profile, they will be able to see that post and learn a little bit about the person behind the business. 
Another way that you can infuse parts of your story into your brand on your website or on social media is through little pieces of messaging, like a personal quote or relevant words that inspire you or that you live by. So you can incorporate quote blocks into your feed and share one every 12 or so posts so that when audience members come on your feed, they see these little messages sprinkled throughout the images of the flowers. And together, this helps give context to your brand or tell pieces of a story. So it's a way of strengthening the storytelling aspect of your brand as it's portrayed through your Instagram feed or through your website. You can create quote blocks easily in Canva using a template and choose a font and colors that are cohesive with your branding. And in that way, these quote blocks will reinforce your brand aesthetic as well and help give your profile a branded look. You can also sprinkle quotes or messages in bold text throughout your website so that as your customers browse your website, they see words that generate a sense of emotion or connection or provide context to your floral work. And a key word here is relevant because you want these words to fit into your flower story in some way and words that your customer will also find relevant in some way. For example, you could share a piece of a song lyric that you love from an era that inspires your artistry. You can share a quote from a famous artist or designer that you draw inspiration from. You can share client testimonials that do a good job of highlighting the unique quality of your flowers or the experience of working with you. You can share bits of your history or bits of the story of how you got into flowers, things like that. But I would make these a little bit personal because I feel like the more personal they are, the more unique they are going to be. So maybe you say something humorous about your childhood or something that a relative once said to you that kind of relates to who you grew up to be. So those are a couple of ways that you can start to infuse parts of your story and your personality and your interests and your style into your presence online. The second thing that I would do is I would begin showing up in your stories. One thing I began doing a lot of back in like 2019 was showing up on stories as myself. I began to notice that as soon as my audience could see a person behind my brand, they began engaging more. I would show up and tell them my plans for the day. I would share something I was working on in the studio, or I would show them the behind the scenes of an event. I would sometimes even go live if I was creating an arrangement in my studio just for myself and sort of opening the door for my audience to watch and observe my process in real time. And when I started doing this, I noticed that people began to ask me questions and this gave me more inspiration for what to post about. I would post polls or ask question boxes to learn their thoughts and what they were wanting to know more about or asking how I could support them on their journey. And it began to build beautifully from there. However, one thing I will say, since we are talking about standing out to your customers and your ideal audience is to be very mindful of the time you spend online and what you do decide to share and talk about and think about who it's helping and make sure that there is a strategy behind that. 
While I saw so many benefits of showing up and sharing with my audience and experienced tons of growth as soon as I began doing this, one thing I was sort of naive to at the time and didn't really give much thought or strategy to is being mindful of who I was serving. I was really excited to see all of this engagement and what I never really paid attention to was that most of these people were other florists. And so when you're sharing a lot of the behind the scenes of your process, it's natural that a lot of your peers are going to find that really interesting. But if your peers are not your ideal audience, which in most cases they're not, um, you just want to kind of keep an eye on that and make sure that it's your ideal audience that you are attracting and them that you are serving. However, because I had gained such a huge following of other florists, I ended up kind of pivoting and shifting my business model so that I could continue to serve that audience that had come into my world. And so I began offering education, coaching, and digital products for florists. And while this was never part of my original plan when I started my business, I am happy that it turned out this way because I love the education side of what I do, but if you're not interested in offering any kind of education or products or services geared towards other business owners, I would advise you to just be very mindful of the audience that you're trying to attract, and if the audience that is engaging is not your intended audience, to kind of shift your strategy accordingly to make sure your content is attracting and engaging Um the right people. So back to showing on stories. If you do this daily, I believe you will begin to see an increase in engagement if your audience finds value in what you're sharing. If you don't see an increase in engagement, consider experimenting and switching up the things that you share about and keep asking those polls and questions and keep things concise and interesting and focused. Because while we, you can share a lot of value in this way, people also are very conscious of their time and you do want to be sure that you're sharing it in a way that is respectful of people's time and kind of gets the point across um, in the most efficient way possible. One strategy that I find to be really helpful is to come up with three different content pillars or three different kind of subcategories of types of content that you share about. So if you're going to post your stories every day, maybe alternate between behind the scenes and maybe tips and tricks and sharing knowledge or insights. And maybe the third one is humor or funny things that your audience could find entertaining or relatable. This brings me to the third thing that I would begin doing. And I would have made this number one, because I feel that it is probably the most important, but I decided to list this as the last step because I think it's most important that you just get started and showing up as soon as possible. And I didn't want this thing to be the first thing you do and have it keep you sort of stuck and not being able to move on to the other two steps because this one involves a little more time and thought. And that third step I'm talking about is setting aside time regularly, perhaps once a week, whatever day you take time for yourself and for your business to really think deeply about what makes you, you. So this kind of goes back to what I said at the very, very beginning of this episode, where I kind of mentioned that flowers can be sort of a 
vessel of discovering who you are and what your true purpose is and kind of be a beautiful path back to yourself. I've done a lot of really deep thinking in my business year after year and my business changes all the time. And every year I have new goals and new visions for how I want it to expand and grow and sort of branch off into these different dreams that all kind of fall under one big dream. And the way that it's been able to blossom this way is because the more my business grows and the more people that I'm able to help and that I'm able to impact, the more I'm inspired to find ways to allow my business to grow and expand and reach as many people as possible and also to allow me to fulfill my fullest potential in terms of making the greatest amount of impact. So for me, when I do this dreaming, when I do this brainstorming, I like to do this in the mornings because it's peaceful and I make myself a coffee treat and I sit in a cozy spot and I dream about my business and my people and how I can continue to make more and more impact with my business, how I can keep pushing myself to keep learning, keep exploring, opening myself up to more of life, discovering the beauty and the value that is still out there to be explored and to be shared the parts of me that I haven't yet fully figured out, the perspectives that have changed my life and how I can share a little bit of that through my business. And my business sort of being this vessel in sharing all of that. So what do I think about and what do I write down? First, I would write down my dreams and my vision for the world and how my life and my purpose fits into that. I would write down my dreams for my business and what I dream of my business becoming. I would write down who the people are that I believe I can help based on my story, based on my skills and experience, whether it's touching them with kindness and positivity, having a friendly conversation, or whether it's delivering a floral arrangement to them. I think about how my interactions with these people can be meaningful and how it can make a difference in their lives. And when I say who those people are that I want to serve, I mean, what styles do they enjoy? How are they looking to feel? What are they looking to experience? What kind of journey are they on? What are they looking to accomplish? How can I meet them? I would write down my values, things that I hold dear to my heart and how these things relate to my business and my ideal audience. I would write down things that I've learned, things I've overcome, parts of my story that make me who I am, parts of my personality or the way I think that make me different. What do people who love me and know me well say about me? How would they describe me? What would they say I'm extremely good at? I would write down a list of people who inspire me in my industry and outside of my industry. I would write down my revenue goals and things I want to accomplish in my life that cost money. And I would write down my biggest ideas and dreams for where my business can go, how it may be able to change or evolve or grow to where I would be able to reach these financial goals. I would write down how I can use my business as a platform to reach people. And after figuring out all of that, From there, I would write down things I want my audience to know about me, little ways that I can slowly start to bring them in to my story. 
Just like any relationship, I would start small, keep it light, slowly start to learn a little bit more about them, and then allow the relationship to naturally build and grow. And I would use this brainstorming practice as a way to start to slowly form and lay out my long-term mission for my business. And the more I repeat this practice, I would slowly begin to see my path come into view on who I'm meant to be, who I'm meant to become, who I'm meant to serve along the way, and how my business fits into all of this. Your flowers are not the only thing that makes you special. There are a million little things that make you special, that have molded you, that have shaped you, and you can decide what pieces of that you want to share, how vulnerable you want to be. You don't have to be vulnerable at all. You don't have to share everything. There are probably things that are very relevant to your audience that you can implement into your story without really going super deep. But the point is that if you can think beyond flowers and if you can think of flowers as more than just your one thing that makes you you, and instead think of your business as a journey through which you give and receive and along the way discover your truest self, you might start to see your business as so much more than just another flower shop. And your customers will see that too. It's easy to hide behind the beauty of flowers and let them do all of the talking, but it's a misconception to think that the flowers will just sell themselves because the flower world is vast and it's growing bigger and bigger every single day. For a long time, I let the flowers just speak for themselves and I took this sort of take it or leave it approach, but I learned that this approach will only take you so far. If you want to see real results and significant growth in your business, you'll begin to realize that however much you give is how much you will receive. And for me, it's been the process of opening myself up, which then opened the door to learn about my audience so that I could serve them better and better even before they ever think about buying something from me. That has led me to more abundance in my business than I ever received from just sitting quietly behind the flowers. I once heard this quote from Oprah. She said, we all go out into the world and each of us pursue what we believe our talents are or our skills are, but we're all seeking the same thing. Everybody wants to fulfill the highest, truest expression of themselves as a human being. End quote. And whether you're a baker or a florist or have your own television network, your business is just your platform for reaching people and for making whatever impact you're going to make. So in the coming months, I hope to talk more about this approach and go a little deeper into how you can craft a brand and not just a business and how you can begin to see your business as not only a platform for reaching people to help you reach your financial goals, but also to see your business as this platform that you've chosen as a path back to yourself and as a vessel for fulfilling the highest, truest expression of yourself. And we're going to dive into this a little bit more in person with a small group of florists at our upcoming workshop as Janelle and I share our framework for crafting your dream business combined with a floral design workshop as a three-day community building experience. And I'm so excited to gather together and work on our craft and our business strategies from this deeper, more meaningful perspective. 
I hope you'll join us. There are still a few spots open and sales close at the end of March, but this is going to be happening at the end of April. So I will put the link to the workshop page below if you'd like to take a look and potentially make the investment to take this valuable and powerful step in your business. But for today and for this week, I simply want you to see what a difference it can make to open yourself up to your audience and how this can benefit not just your business, but you as a human being on your path to fulfilling your dreams and also beginning to form more meaningful, lasting connections and more impact with the people who you are meant to serve. I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep showing up. Thank you for being here. And hopefully I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now. Friends, this concludes another episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers podcast. Loved today's episode? Share the love by leaving a review. Now let's take it to Instagram. Snap a pic, share your takeaways, and give us a shout out using hashtag Coffee, Wine, Flowers podcast. And don't forget to tag us at Mulberry and Moss for a chance to be featured. For tools and resources to grow your business, visit mulberryandmoss.com slash shop or catch up on all the latest episodes and show notes at mulberryandmoss.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Keep flourishing and enjoying the journey. Cheers. Cheers.